Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Deacon Hayes. Deacon, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, man. Excellent. Let's do this. Deacon is the president of Well-Kept Wallet, a website designed to help people get control of their finances, as well as offering a ton of great content and resources. Deacon has also developed Startup, which equips people with the tools they need to successfully manage money and Debt-Free in 18 Months, which is a program that helps people get out of debt. I'm excited to have you on. Deacon, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, so married to my wonderful wife, Kim. We got two kids, uh, two and four, a uh, girl and a boy. And we are nice. in Phoenix, Arizona as well. So shout out to cold AZ right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, we started, or I started Wellkept Wallet back in 2010 as a way to just uh, share our journey paying off our, our consumer debt. Um, and so we were able to pay that off in 18 months which was an amazing feat for us. We had $52,000 in debt and paid it off in 18 months. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is nice. exciting. Like, how could I help other people do this? Because it, it's it's really formulaic. It's really behavioral, right? Like, it, once you figure it out, it's like, hey, this is not, there's not rocket science. You know, anybody could do it. They just got to put in the work. And so that kind of led to um, really turning Well-Kept Wallet into a, a resource to help people. And then finally, a, a business that is kind of my full-time gig now um, but it's just been an awesome journey uh, over the past nine years. That's awesome, you know. And congratulations, Nick. So often we uh, we discover through doing something a passion, and it sort of demystifies it. Kind of like you said, it's not rocket science. It's behavioral. It's formulaic. And you know, if I can do it, then I probably can help other people do it too. So I very much appreciate that. Um, something I've been thinking a lot about lately is is our perspective and just just kind of like our, our, our perspective as Americans, we're, we're very consumeristic and I think that we've all struggled with debt and money at some point. You and your wife getting out of over $50,000 in debt, if you don't mind, obviously something got you into it. So what were the changes in your perspective, if any, that, that, that you can sort of share with people? Yeah, I think our initial pre-paying off debt perspective was if I can make the monthly payments, I can afford it. Our new perspective is if I have the cash, I can afford it, right? And so be- before we're thinking, okay, well, I need to go to school. Well, I can afford the student loan payments, you know, eventually, so I'm just going to get a loan. Or I need a car. Well, I can afford the payments, so I'll just finance a car, you know. We need a honeymoon, so we'll just, oh, I can afford the credit card payments, so we'll go on honeymoon, you know. So it was a very, um, it's just a very minute change of thought, though. But it's like now, no, if I, if I don't have the cash to pay for a trip, we're, we're not going to go until we have the cash, you know. If I don't have the uh, the cash to buy a car, then we're going to wait till we have the cash. So we just bought two cars. Um, both for around 15 grand and paid cash. And that was an amazing feeling because when we were in debt, like I bought a 20 something thousand dollar car and I financed it and I, I felt the payment every month, you know? And so just to kind of go from that one perspective of, uh, you know, if I can make the monthly payment, I can afford it to if I have cash, I can afford it. That has changed our lives dramatically. And I think that I'd certainly fall into that category. I, I can remember back when I was in my 20s and trying to figure out what kind of car I wanted to get. And it did come down to payments. I 
I probably had no idea how much the car actually cost, you know, at the end of the day when they factored in the, the, the terms and everything else. So it's, I think that's very interesting. Okay. And was, was it just like a light bulb switched on? It's like, Oh my gosh, you know, we need to get our stuff together and, and, and get out of debt. How, how long did it take? What, what, what really motivated you to make the changes? You know, really just getting married. So we, we just celebrated, uh, 10 years this year. Yeah, congrats. Uh, thanks. And so, um, it, or I should say last year, I guess, 2018. Um, so it was one of those things where when we got married, we realized, Hey, we need to start putting together a budget and, you know, combine our finances, figure out where we're at. So once we did that, it was like this aha moment of, Oh my gosh, between her student loans and my car loan and credit card debt, like it was 52 grand, you know? And so, um, that was really the impetus for it was, Hey, we're married. Let's try to figure out our financial situation. Oh, we've kind of created this mess and we're just starting off in life. We should probably figure out a plan to, to do something about it. Do you think that, that, that you and your wife are so, so often uh, a husband and a wife or, or two partners or whatever are one is a spender, one is a saver. Are you guys sort of similar from, from a mindset perspective? You know, <laughs> I think we both, um, yeah, I think there is a little bit more spender on one side and saver on the other. Um, but I think my wife's fairly good about being cognizant about what she spends her money on. Um, but yeah, I think there is that that dialogue that needs to happen of, you know, well, we only have so much resources and make sure we're allocating, you know, enough money to each category so everything gets covered. Um, even if she spends a little bit more, if it's in the budget, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, but yeah, we definitely have found that there's those different personalities for sure. So you talked about how, how getting out of debt is behavioral and formulaic. So if you would, aside from, we're just not going to buy something unless we have the money for it. How did you approach, uh, there were different kinds of debt. So if you just walk me through how, how you actually approached deciding what you were going to pay off first. Yeah. So from the behavioral standpoint, um, you know, I had read a few books um, and the one that really stuck out to me was Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. He talked about the debt snowball, how you pay off your smallest debt to your largest debt, regardless of interest rate. And it really just resonated with me. Um, And I have other influences, Ron Blue. um, I read Warren Buffett's Snowball. I read a bunch of books on, you know, money, personal finance, but that really made a lot of sense. So we we stuck with uh, the debt snowball and uh, that really got us some victories fast, right? We paid off a credit card, I think, first. Um, then we started paying off, um, I think we started working on the student loans while I was I sold our upside down car. Um, so, so it was really this kind of like, okay, we listed our debt smallest to largest, and then we just started tackling the smallest one and working our way down the list. Um, and that really gave us the, uh, the biggest wins in the shortest period of time. I think that people sort of discount that if, if they've not really experienced it and they, they just read about, well, these are wins and it does make you feel good and it inspires you. It helps me to be more confident. And that's a real thing, right? Oh, it's totally a real thing. And the challenge is, is we had that debt for a while, right? And so we weren't getting anywhere because we didn't feel like we could. So really the feelings of, oh my gosh, this works. Like I paid off a debt and that's one less thing for me to worry about. Like, gosh, if I do this again, I'm going to pay off another one and another one and eventually they're gone, you know? And so, yeah, that's huge. And like Mr. Ramsey says, it becomes a snowball. So (laughs) yeah, for sure. It is an absolute true thing. So, okay. Um, so the philosophy on, on, 
paying off debt. It's we want to get out of debt. We are committing to this. We're going to start knocking off the smaller balances and just keep it rolling until we get there. Moving forward, we're, we're not going to pay or we're not going to finance things and we're just going to pay cash. So if you would, um, if, if, you're, if, if you want to go deeper into paying off the debt and the strategy, but I also want to talk about on the website, there's three sections. It's pay off debt, save money, make money. So I'd like to talk about your philosophy on also saving money or just your general thoughts on that. Yeah. So, I mean, we just, you know, they say typical three to six months emergency fund is where you need to be at. So um, we kind of went on the high side and just did the six months emergency fund. So like once we paid off our consumer debt, that was our primary focus, right? Like how do we stack away six months worth of um, cash for if the AC breaks or we get a car accident or have medical emergency, that kind of thing. So that was kind of our next deal. Um, and then investing, you know, once, uh, once we had that kind of start putting our money into primarily index funds, you know, um, and I'm not a licensed professional, so people are listening, but that's just, what we do. Um, and so we just looked at like, what are low cost ways to grow our money, uh, and that have a track record, you know? Um, and so we're, I'm very simple person, right? Like I, I don't like complex things. I like things that are very straightforward, things that I understand. And so that's kind of our philosophy. No, I appreciate that. And in today's world, um, I think a, a lot of, a lot of the time we think that, that complexity is rewarded, but, but I think that there's too much going on. So the easier and the simpler we can make it, then, then certainly the better. Um, all right. So do you have have thoughts on on you have a two and a four year old on saving for college is it just a matter of trying to really figure out what the primary goals are because a lot of the time you know when, when i'm talking to people it's a matter of they almost want to save money for college instead of allocating enough money for retirement and that's always kind of a tough conversation do you have thoughts on that yeah. So I just say take an amount, whatever it is, if it's five bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month, you know, um, and, and just start putting it away. Right. So when our first kid was born, I just made a determination, Hey, we're going to put a hundred bucks away per month, um, towards his 529. And so I looked at it the other day cause we had to make some year end contributions and it was at like six grand and I'm like, he's four years old. Nice. He's already got six grand in there, <laughs> you know, like in, what another 14 years like I can only imagine what it's gonna be and at some point we might put 200 bucks a month you know if we have more resources so really just kind of saying like as long as you are actively and putting money into your retirement um, you know figure out what that amount is that you can do you know like I said if it's five bucks ten bucks twenty bucks something and then as you know your financial position gets better I think that's something that people don't take into account right you're gonna get raises you're gonna get promotions you might become an entrepreneur and make more money than you did as, as working for somebody. So, you know, as you have more resources, then change that number, right? So maybe early on you can only do five bucks, but eventually you can do, you know, 200 bucks, you know, but just start something and do it, be consistent with it. Yeah. I think again, the, the, the confidence that you get just by opening up the account you talked about with, with your son and you're like, Oh man, it's six grand. Or if you just started an IRA for yourself or a savings account and, a year or two or three or four later, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is a pretty substantial amount of money that, that I've started saving even just by doing small bites. So I think that's such an important thing. And as for making money, what, uh, what are your thoughts and philosophies on that? Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of side hustling, right? So finding something on the side that you can do while you're doing your normal life. Right. Um, so when we were paying off debt, um, I like to go to yard sales so like on this on Saturdays uh, and Sundays, you know, go for a couple hours, 
I would find I'm, I'm into electronics, right? So I would look for like video game systems or uh, net networking equipment like routers, modems, stuff like that. I'd look them up on Amazon, see what the lowest price selling for. And I mean, you know, I could find a router and it say five dollars on it, and I'd look it up on Amazon, and the you know lowest one selling for fifty. You know, so you're gonna pay some fees and shipping and stuff, but I still made thirty, forty bucks. Right. Um, and you know, doing that stuff once you have kind of a pipeline of like, where's that money gonna go? You know, if you have debt, it's going to go to pay off debt. And if you have, you know, if you need your emergency fund, it's going to go towards that. If you need to invest, that's what's going to go towards. So really, um, you know, I did that delivering pizzas, um, you know, eventually started developing websites. So just making basic website design. So really whatever you can do in your spare time, because I think the challenge is, is there's unfortunately there's no get rich quick schemes that actually really work. Right. right. Like. Most of them, uh, they're just going to take your money and you're, you're not going to make anything. It's going to cost you money. So um, it really is a matter of just hustling on the side, doing something that you enjoy, uh, something that you have the time for, right? If you have time on the nights, time on the weekends, time in the morning, um, everybody has time. Like, I, it's so funny. Like, I did this exercise once where you're supposed to track every 15 minutes and write down, like, what did you do? I, waste, I wasted so much time. And this is when I was working, like, 40, 50 hours a week, you know? And so um, I think anybody can find time. So just find some something that you enjoy doing that you can make a little extra money on the side. That's the truth. Um, if people are really honest with themselves about how they spend their time and if they go through an exercise like you're talking about, I think that we'll, we'd all be shocked by how much time we waste. <laughs> so. Oh, I know. And I, I read a statistic a, a year or so ago, and it was something like 48% of the time we are actually, our, our, our minds are wandering. So if we're not cognizant about that, if you're not cognizant about what you're doing on a 15-minute basis, yeah. And then you have two kids, so that also helps you to really be judicious with the amount of free time you have if that's still a thing. So. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm also about lifestyle design, right? You kind of figure out like what kind of life do you want? Um, and then you start to design a life that kind of suits that. So, you know, since, since starting the blog, I quit my full-time job working for someone else. Now I work for myself. Now I work a lot less hours. I have more free time to spend with the family. So it is one of those things that you kind of work step by step by step, right? So the eliminating the debt, emergency fund, investing, you know, freeing up your time, you know, and then figuring out what it is that you enjoy. And it can be working for somebody else, but for me, it's more the entrepreneur route. No, I think that that's awesome. So you've been running the blog for, for quite a while now. You've been working and helping a lot of different people. Do you find that there are certain things that are the hardest for people to do or certain roadblocks which stop them from being financially successful, kind of the most common things? Uh, yeah, self-limiting beliefs, really. I mean, I think it really does start in, in kind of like in your head, you know, it's like I, you, you either believe it's possible or you don't, you either believe that you can get out of that quickly or you don't. Um, and so really it's kind of removing those roadblocks. And so for me to be able to see other people were paying off their debt in a short period of time, uh, was helpful. It's like, oh my gosh, other people are doing it. I can do it too. Right. So just kind of like surrounding yourself with people that believe uh, what you want to believe, right? Like, so for me, it was uh, listening to Dave Ramsey's podcast back in the day, right? Because I'm like, he's interviewing people that have debt and giving them advice and, you know, people that have paid off debt. So really just kind of putting you in that position or reading books, like, you know, if you want to be good at investing, like Warren Buffett's The Snowball or The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, like just starting to surround yourself mentally with 
the right people who are going to help you achieve your goal. Um, that's definitely the thing that I, I see most people falling short on. Yeah, no, I appreciate that very much. Um, and just the idea of, of the fact that it's right at our fingertips. Dave Ramsey's podcast is free. You can go to the library and, and, and get any one of those books. It's just a matter of getting started. But I, I also believe, I think that you're right on the money that knowing that there's other people around that are doing it. It's like a proof of concept. It's it's motivating. It's inspiring. It, it helps you realize, okay, this is also something that, that, that I can do. So I think that community is such an important aspect to really any kind of behavioral change and certainly money. So, Absolutely. Well, I like it, man. <clears throat> well, Deacon, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I think the best tip is, like you said, to get started, right? So, you know, whatever resonated with you, whether it was the investing, saving money, making money, paying off debt, just figuring out that road for you and, and just actually taking action, you know, because I think a lot of us, we hope things will happen, uh, but they're only going to happen if you take the action to make it happen. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Deacon, we all know that hope is not a strategy, so <laughs> got to get started. And thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, best place is wellkeptwallet.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Deacon your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to wellkeptwallet.com and check out all the great content. Um, Check out the courses he offers. There's just a ton of great stuff on there. So thank you again, Deacon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!